Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Delta surge is pushing some hospitals in hot zones to their limit. Doctors say they're running out of beds. It's time for to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. It's the unvaccinated folks that are letting us down. I think, frankly, this was the week that vaccinated America started to get really fed up. And that's why we're seeing more talk about mandates. Those scientists were very well respected in the scientific community internationally. Just provide the number. Are you trying to hide something? No, but what is the, why do you need to have that information? I am terrified that the Supreme Court may actually overturn Roe v. Wade. There's a real life handmaiden on the Supreme Court. We all know a Brad Kavanaugh. We all went to school with the Brad Kavanaugh. The privilege of this guy during his uh, confirmation hearing, we saw white man rage on full display for everybody. <laughs> and he had the temerity and the privilege to talk about how much he loved beer. What a bunch of sick bastards living in this freaking country i'll tell you i'll tell you man he had the temerity remember he had the temerity to talk about beer alice Mm -hmm. that was showing his privilege you people this woman there uh she's adult her name is tiffany cross she's a dumb person with a dumb brain who says idiotic things i'm sure she's credentialed to the hilt but she's an idiot on an idiotic network called msnbc which is sister networks to CNN, which is also an idiotic network full of idiots. We have had such base-level idiocy now that I don't even know where to begin. And it's fine. It's fine. It's where we are. That's fine. Uh, Like I said in the Substack today, really at this point it comes down to just leave us the hell alone. Leave us the hell alone. Don't bother us. I don't want your idiot culture or your stupid government bothering me. That's it. That's it. I got Pfizer to hand me a vaccine. I took them. I think it was Pfizer. I took something. You took Somebody Pfizer, yes. injected me with something. Uh, Brian Stelter watched, uh, you know, lathering himself as it happened. And I, d- I got my vaccine. Thank you for that, for being part of that government. I appreciate that. Now, go screw. I don't want you checking on me. I don't want your media asking questions and who got vaccinated, who didn't. I don't want to uh, die of the vaccine and then finally find that I had a, po- a post ridiculing the vaccine so that you guys can laugh at me 
and in media posts like ABC did, laugh and celebrate the fact that a 30-something-year-old black guy who died was a big anti-vaxxer too. Ha ha. And they put that in the headlines. I've seen that all over the place. There are all these headlines all over the place. When somebody dies, the Linda Dwern from, uh, it's Dwern, right? Zern. Zern from the Cape, I'm sorry, uh, from the Cape Cod in Massachusetts. She was critical of the vaccines. Ha, now she's dead. As they laugh and jump all over her. You can see, if you get my Substack today, I wrote about it today. Uh, the people just said, I just took a, one screenshot of some of the things. You guys, the progressives on the left, are so angry and salty and vile that it's so, it's not far beneath the surface. It comes up so easily and quickly. And the real you showed. And the same thing goes for the freaking cowardly moron. Moron. If you, for, who uh, accosted Tucker Carlson in Montana, some big dumbass bully who went after Tucker Carlson, said you, you're the worst person on the earth, you're the worst person, you killed people, you killed people, etc. First of all, if if you're stupid enough to think that somehow you're exacting revenge for somebody's mean uh, TV segment by calling him out and getting to him in person with his, with his daughter's hair, one, you don't know media at all, you don't know show business at all, and you're a freaking empty-headed twit and 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 once again the left now is thrilled because tucker carlson yeah they got up in his face that's right yeah that's right tucker deserves it he has it coming you're the worst person in the world and this idiot i'll play the audio it's not great audio but tucker's in this uh this tackle shop essentially it's a sporting goods shop in montana and this moron comes over and you're the worst person in the world Tucker says, like, shh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about it. I don't care what you think about me. Uh, can you be quiet about my daughter? And the guy's having none of it. I don't care, man. Okay, just kidding. You are the worst human being. I want you to know. There's a bit to this thing, to the United States, to everything else in this world. I don't care that your daughter's here. What you've done to people's families, what you have done to everybody else in this society. What you have done to families, what you've done to everybody else. At one point, Tucker looks over and notices that this this oaf's friend or whatever had the camera. Mm-hmm. So obviously they want to get him. What you have done to families, what you've done to everything. What has he done to families? What has he done to families? Should he say what he doesn't believe about the vaccines? Should that be it? All Tucker has said is that these vaccines have not gone through all the testing of normal vaccines. They have not been licensed. And they haven't been licensed. All he has said is, is that it's fair to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so is he not? It's the same to, thing Kamala said, uh, and all the doctors. Well, but said, hold on, yeah. he, this is a guy. Should he not be express? Should he not be expressing his pos- position, his belief, based on his own research and um, and intellect? And should he not be? Because we got to force more people into vaccines. Should we all suspend all our own versions of truth all at once? like Fauci did, like the administration does and did last week. And Jen Psaki said, hey, well, DeSantis is putting kids at risk. Kids will be at risk if they don't wear the mask. Is that what it is? No, either you lie or we get to bully you wherever you go. You all have to lie. You all have to lie. No, that's not how this works whatsoever. And I don't want to hear about this fealty to a cause. I mean, 
there are plenty of people not getting vaccines for plenty of reasons, okay? Mm -hmm. And if it's fealty to a cause, where was the goddamn fealty to the cause of any of the wars we were in in the early 2000s when the left was thrilled to talk about how terrible our troops were in Abu Ghraib and whatever they could? All of the questioning for, uh, for George W. Bush in Rumsfeld was, you know you're lying about how good this is going. You know you're lying about how this is going. Mm -hmm. In other words, emboldening enemy troops whenever they could. This is BS. This is BS. What do you want Tucker? What are the things that Tucker should say to you? What do they want him to say? You absolutely need to go out and get vaccines. I think Tucker is pro-vaccine, but he's also pro-asking questions. It's okay to pro to be pro-asking questions. Mm -hmm. This guy, Tucker Carlson, he is not a he is not a a marquee TV star. He is a thoughtful, intellectual guy who was a writer long before he was doing any of the glamour glamour shot TV stuff. He's got opinions. He's got thoughts. He also oftentimes is the only, he's a man on an island in a lot of things. When he suggested that maybe the officer at the Capitol hadn't been killed by the mob mm -hmm. because there was no proof, they all yelled at him and said, you crazy bastard, you crazy bastard. But he said, there's no proof, huh? There's no proof. Well, he was vindicated. He was right about that. This guy sticks his, his uh, himself out there a lot of times, and a lot of times he's right. He didn't buy the general horse bleep that we were told to buy about Russian troll farms and the, and the election and all that stuff. He didn't buy any of that stuff. And the whole time, these same people said, well, yes, it has to be. It has to be that the, the election was handed to Trump. It has to be. You're the worst person in the world, Tucker, for saying that. You're the worst person in the world. No. This is, this. first of all, just on a personal level, there, there's very little else more cowardly than going up to a guy in a tackle shop who's with his daughter. I know you feel like tough people for doing it, for saying he's the worst person in the world, mm -hmm. but it's just sucky, and it's it's low, and it's cowardice. And it just shows you, it just shows you that the, the, uh, the, I almost wonder if, it wouldn't be beyond the realm if Tucker would even set this kind of thing up. Because what it does, no, I'm not, I, I'm, it's my own machination, forget, forget that. What this does, the fact that they're so, they're so, when everyday people mm -hmm. and thoughtful people in media, etc., celebrate them being mean to a guy out in the street, right? them hassling him somewhere and being a bully to him, that tells you, when they're willing to set aside all of their human decency, all of these principles of uh, b benevolence and empathy that they claim to have, it just shows you how much they hate him, which means it shows you how effective Tucker is. Yeah. This whole, it, it's 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 vile. They can do it every day. It just makes Tucker bigger. You more, you know what? Do you want to go and take a, and throw an ice water, water at his head and harangue him and throw people out? That's fine. Because it's there. It's there for everybody to see. You're the worst person in the world. I had somebody at the Lowell Sun last year who said, I'm sick of masks. And a woman said, you killed my parents. And he had to sit there and take it, and people pile on him, you know. And the guy just said he has sick of wearing masks. It's okay to say, mm -hmm. and people people are acting their worst. And these are the same people going after Tucker, like we said, who are celebrating the deaths of conservatives and Trump fans who've died from COVID. Yeah, they they're love thrilled. It. They're thrilled. Imagine the insanity when we have, and this is, I mean. Like, if you Google this guy's name who went to the Hillsong Church, who happened to have tweeted once, I've got 99 problems and a vaccine one, right. right? He happens to be a person of color, but he's just a private citizen. He's not an activist. 
He's not on TV every night. He's not a public figure. He's not an elected official. He's done nothing to anybody. He just tweeted he wasn't getting a vaccine and he died of COVID. So what did they do? Now his picture that he had sent out when he was asking for people's prayers as he was dying in the hospital is now plastered into every stupid newspaper and website in this country. It's on CNN. It's on, I mean, and it, there are sites that I like that aren't immune from this either. It's on the New York Post. It's on everywhere. If you search the guy's name, I think it's Stephen Harmon. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Sounds right. It's, he's everywhere with his picture of him dying, asking people for prayers, and people are gleeful about it. It's disgusting. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't think you should be tw- like, no. It sh- he shouldn't be in the newspapers. Leave his poor family alone. What the heck is wrong with people? I can't. It's like the most ghoulish, disgusting behavior I think I've ever seen. And it's like it's bad enough when they do it with people who are like activists or like the congressman who died of COVID or whatever before he could even take office. The guy who was elected, mm-hmm. you know, they're that's bad enough. But those are public figures. Now you're like dancing on the graves of random private citizens, people who live around you who are your neighbors and friends, because they happen to make a different medical choice than you. I mean, like, do you do that when your neighbor who smokes died of lung cancer? Do you put it in the on the front page of the newspaper and you say, idiot who didn't believe mm-hmm. that smoking causes cancer finally dies? Ha ha. And like all like posted on your page. It's the most disgusting behavior I think I've ever seen. It is absolutely and it, they justify it by saying, no, there's this new you, – you, we've seen this happen over the last year. There's this new obsession with, no, you, you're killing me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can laugh because you tried to kill me. You tried to kill me. And this thing, this this need, we saw it all last year, this whole need to say, I'm wearing the mask for you, but you don't care. You're killing me. You're killing grandma, uh, Bethany Mandel. You're killing all the grandmothers. You know, this need to have that. And then they lost it for a little while because of the vaccine came in and then the rates went down. down, down, down. Mm-hmm. And the Delta variant came around. And now they had it again. Yes, you're killing. I can find even though now they're vaccinated. You right. Know, we're no longer killing them anymore. But it's still, well, you're killing somebody. Yes, you. yes, you still are. Somehow I'm still a victim. Somehow it'll be my child, my 11-year-old, who still dies because of this. You're still somehow killing us, okay? And it's like you can't just have a debate. It has to be an emotional – I have to emotionally place myself in a position of a victim, of a homicide victim, and you're the murderer. And so because that's happening, because I have this emotional need, you know, that gives me full license to be the Mm -hmm. most vile POS in the earth. So if you're somebody who's laughing – at somebody's death because that person you feel was bad, or if you're somebody who's uh, harassing Tucker Carlson and acting, you're acting like a jerk because Tucker Carlson uh, was saying something that you believe is terrible, and you act in the way those ways, but you think they're justified, you are simply a vile and disgusting bottom feeding human being. It doesn't matter w- how you rationalize it. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, I had to. You know, I had to do this because he, but I had to do this because. No, this means to end to an end doesn't matter, especially since they've been awful now for five years. Well, and I think that, of course, they're not going to do any self-reflection or, you know, think about the capital attack, anything other than Trump as a racist white supremacist who, you know, made his 
racist white supremacist fans do an insurrection. They're not going to get beyond that because they're children. But if they did a little bit of self-reflection about the whole capital thing, then they might notice that after they spent a year excusing rioting and looting and general bad behavior in the name of political goals, then... Um, they would think about the fact that maybe that influenced some of the people who were at Mm -hmm. a peaceful protest to think that that type of behavior was okay. You had people setting government buildings on fire and CNN standing in front of them and saying it was peaceful. So then the idea that that maybe influenced some people to think that that form of protest was an appropriate way to behave, like, they just never think ahead to the next step. It's the same thing as with the filibuster. They, like, they're like, we're going to get rid of the filibuster for judicial nominees, and then, like, oops, now Trump can appoint whoever he wants. They just, like, they don't think ahead one step to, if we justify this, the other side's going to do it too. If they justify this type of behavior for you know, protesting over whatever structural racism or whatever thing that they believe in, then then other people are going to do it for things that they disagree with. Yes, but these, yeah, exactly. But the, you know what these are? These are emotional reactionaries. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Everything else is set aside. And it's remarkable. I was watching this stuff from from the punks in New York. Uh, some Antifa punks descended we, that we oh, had. Yeah. They descended upon a, a piece of property that they had considered their own, even though they didn't own it. They were mm-hmm. squatting in it. So the rightful owners were starting to do some work to it, and the Antifa descended upon them. And then uh, one of these, guy, a guy like Andy No, one of these independent journalists was mm-hmm. filming them. And, of course, the Antifa punk started to get in his face. And then the woman opens up the umbrella, and she's pushing him with him, pushing him with him. And, and while he's saying, stop it, stop it, stop pushing me, you know, she's pushing the umbrella at him. He's stopping the umbrella, and she's screaming, um, don't you dare touch me, don't you touch me, you're assaulting me, you're assaulting me, and she's pleading for the cops. And so they will do both. They're not going right. to ever have to have a reckoning at all. She's allowed to hit him with a bat. If he catches the bat and tries to hit her back, she's a victim, and the story begins and ends right there. Right. Everything else is cut out of it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So we talked this morning to uh, Jamie B, who's a guy on Twitter. He's a minifan. Uh, he's in Australia, mm-hmm. and he is in New South Wales, and uh, he's near Sydney. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've played all these psychos. You've heard them all, um, these the crazy people saying, don't be friendly in the grocery store. Don't be don't be um, talking to people. Don't be friendly. Stay in your place. Sector 5 is locked down. They're locked down. Make sure, what did you say, lock yourself in? You're going to be sealed shut. Sealed shut, et cetera, et cetera. And Jamie P is in the middle of all this stuff. We don't. I, I, I don't know when you want to play it. We can play it now or we can play it later if you want. We can play it now. Um, but yeah, so we had Jamie B on this morning to talk to us about like what it's really like there, what's going on. Yeah, and good everything. man. For him, it was like a, it was like eleven thirty at night. Eleven thirty at night. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you can find him at Twitter, Twitter at just Jamie B ninety. And he's also on the Circle in Rectangle show on Twitter. I will follow that right now, which is a it's a uh, soccer show. They cover soccer in Australia and uh, and the world as well. And he's a good dude. He's a, it's a it's a it's a pretty he's pretty in pretty good cheer considering. And by the way, this is a guy who also they've done everything right. This is a guy who does not want. You've seen protests in the street of Australia, mm-hmm. and you've seen all sorts of chaos, whatever. He doesn't want. He just wants to get the hell out of his house. So he doesn't want people protesting in the streets. It's killing him to have to be in there. 
but he just wants some normalcy. He's got a, a little kid. A four-year-old that he hasn't right. seen in more than a month. And a wife. Right. He, he doesn't get to see these people. He, this existence he's living is not great, but he was in good cheer uh, regardless. You can also follow the, the at a C, uh, C-I-N-R show as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy his uh, perspective. This is just, uh, this is our friend, our new friend from Down Under, mm-hmm. Jamie B. So we have Jamie on. We wanted to ask him more uh, about the situation there in Australia because he let us know that you haven't seen your girlfriend and your kid in, like, how long? Weeks? Uh, five weeks, yeah. Five weeks. Wow, because of yep. the lockdowns there. So they're, yep. and it's getting even stricter now at this point, too? Yeah, at the start, it was... You know, you could travel around the city, as, but you couldn't leave the greater Sydney area. And now it's pretty much everyone in Sydney. It's almost like there's an iron circle around this. We can't go anywhere. So because wow. they live in a regional town six hours north of where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just no way they have police blockades sort of on major arterial roads out of the city. And it's I think it's a thousand dollar fine. I've heard people report if you get busted traveling to a regional town from a Sydney area. So it's just not worth it. And that's even though that's like where you live, right? Yeah, that's my home. It's my home on the driver's license and uh, I still can't go home. So this woman is Dr. Carrie Chant. She is the overlord uh, authoritarian in your region, right? Yep, she's, she's, yeah, our New South Wales health chief, health doctor, something like that, Dr. Carrie Chant. Here she is. We need to limit our movements. We need to consider whenever we leave our house that anyone with us, anyone we come into contact with, could convey the virus. So whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation (laughs) with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the coals, while you're at or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Now is the time for minimising your interactions with others. Even if you've got a mask, do not think that affords total protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. So, Jamie, I know that you guys have been... You're isolated. Obviously, you're on, you're on an island... Um, and yeah. so you've been dealing with these health ministers and all these other bureaucrats now for a year and a half, but especially in the last few months, you do realize, and I want you to know if you don't, that that person is a psychotic. Oh, no, I'm very, very well aware. And very this, much aware. these news reports we've heard out of Australia, out of Sydney saying, stay in your freaking precinct 12. Nobody's allowed to move there. And, um, what was it? The shut off, close yourself off. What is it? Sealed shut. Sealed shut. Make sure you're sealed shut. This is freaking dystopian craziness that's happening, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's eerie. Like I work in the in the trains, you know, during the week it's usually busy, packed. Every station you pull into, sometimes thousands of people on a platform. Now it's just dead. We're running weekend timetables, and really past seven, eight o'clock at night, there's really no point. We went to the, my roommate and I went to the shops today to get some things because we were running low and then we're told when we got there, yeah, it's click and collect only. Like you can't actually go into the shop and pick what you want and get it. You have to order online, then go and get it. So that was a bit annoying, but um, yeah, you know, it's... Is click, and, it, but, is click and collect a term that was known before the pandemic? 
It, it was, but okay. you know, it wasn't widely used. Right. It was Is that like our like, curbside pickup? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But it's you, interesting you know, how people, how the government can normalize this stuff. So you're used to it yeah. now. It's just click and click, click and click, get yeah. get out. So, so like you guys, last year at this time, Australia was way ahead, and everybody's saying, "Wow, these guys did it right." <clears throat> yep. He sealed off um, the country, and um, and and you seem to be on a good path. And of course, now the Delta variant is there, is has reached there, and there's only ten percent or so of Australians twelve percent, but yeah, are, are vaccinated. So who f***ed up here exactly? Uh, with the vaccine thing, we don't have enough, and the panic of the AstraZeneca causing blood clots meant that a lot of people have decided not to get it if they're under 50. I got mm. it. I didn't really care. My missus is studying medicine. So she said, yeah, just ask your doctor. You'll be fine. So I got the first dose. I'm trying to encourage my mates to at least ask the doctor to get checked yeah. to see if they can get it. But that's a, that's a big thing that the federal government kind of really screwed up on. They don't have enough vaccines. They tell us, hey, go get vaccinated and this can all end. But like my roommate goes and says, hey, I want to get this vaccination. Oh, yeah, you can't. You're not eligible yet. So the miscommunication there, they're pushing us to get vaccinated, but when you apply, you can't. And then, you know, statewide, I guess we, we had a cluster bust out like at the start of the year. We They managed to isolate it to a, the northern part of Sydney, cut it all off and isolate that instead of doing all of Sydney. This time, for some bizarre reason, eastern Sydney is east, east, the eastern suburbs is where it started. They didn't lock it down and it spread out to the west. The west is where most of the population lives now and it's just spread like wildfire, so which really just screwed us. So it's, it's multi-levels, both state and federal have completely screwed us. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts because it feels like some of these places should have had more time. Like I was blown away too with the Olympics when they said like, oh, only 25% of the people in Japan are vaccinated and they're worried about holding it here. And and like, because we had been here, we got a lot of shit from the rest of the world for how we screwed up. Like the US is so terrible. They messed it up. Look at Australia, look at New Zealand, look at Japan. They did it right. They closed it off. They shut everything down. And now they're all fine having parties with no masks because they have no COVID. And you guys are all like you screwed up in in America. Like, And now it's like, well, you guys had so much time. How come nobody's vaccinated? How come nothing? Like, how come this is going on? Yep. It's... Yeah, we like you said, we were happy. We, we had crowds at our sporting events um, last year and, you know, everything sort of went, like the seasons all started. The soccer season here finished not long ago. Thank God it did because mm. we had crowds at the final. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to where we were, you know, midway through 2020. Everything shut down. Um, there's only really one state. Oh, the two northern states are not as like shut down as we are, Queensland and the Northern Territory, but us, Victoria, South Australia and WA are all heavy lockdowns. Um, the, it's spreading like like wildfire as this Delta variant seems to do, and wow, yeah, and we uh we dropped the ball. <laughs> like yeah, you said, we had it. We're an island. <laughs> yeah, and no word of like when, how long this lasts, or when this goes to, or, or this is just like forever until enough people are vaccinated. So at the moment, we've been told the end of July we're supposed to open up. Um, the fact that the cases are still over a hundred and in the community is still kind of high. Today was a lot, lot less, but um. Everyone's worried about you know the, the next coming week, but um, at the moment it's the end of July. Um, they're probably going to reevaluate it ne- middle of next week, and we're going to find out that we're going to be extended. They're talking until the end of August at the moment, but some people are speculating it could be middle of September to end of September. So, yeah, <laughs> it sucks. We're talking to Jamie B. It's just Jamie B. on Twitter. Just Jamie. Oh, sorry, just Jamie B. ninety on Twitter. Um, and obviously, we'll tweet this out. But uh, so. 
people have had enough. We're seeing all sorts of videos from Melbourne and Sydney and 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 other areas, big cities, where people are just going out there saying, "F this, we we can't stand it. We want to live like people again." Do you think? Do you see this um, subsiding, and people going back in, or is this thing blown wide open now? So at, at the moment, it seems like it was a one-off sort of thing. Mm. Um, it was actually right outside my work. I hadn't started at the time, but a lot of my my friends from work were videoing it. It seems like it's just a one-off at the moment because it was very negatively reacted to by the rest of New South Wales. Um, mm-hmm. And I get where they're coming from. It sucks. Like these people are losing jobs, businesses, families. I talked to a guy the other day who hadn't seen his family in 24 months because they can't come over here. They're not allowed. Um, but uh, I, I hate the lockdown. It's yeah. the it's just sucks because I can't go see my son. He's only four. So very young. It, it FaceTime just isn't a thing for him. It's okay for me and the missus because you know, right. it, it's FaceTime. We get it. But for mm-hmm. him, it's just hard to understand. And yeah, I, I, I agree to the lockdown because I know that if I do good, eventually it will end. <laughs> It just doesn't seem like it's going to end. So, and this yesterday's, yeah, yes, yeah, yesterday, Saturday stunt just seems like it's going to. The way the government's going to play it now is they're going to say this is the re- the reason we're locked down further is because of this little stunt. So, when really, yeah. oh, yes. it's kind of trending that yeah. way anyway. So it's interesting. It's interesting because I've seen like most when I see like conservative or anti-lockdown people in like our part of the world they're sort of cheering the Australia protest but when I see people talking about it who actually are from Australia they seem pretty critical of this protest thing so what are we missing from here about these protests that that's making people so critical of them in Australia so we're we're generally not a people like a country that protests a lot like it's not sort of the thing that we do we had Black Lives Matter protests like last year in conjunction with you guys nowhere near as violent I uh, thank God, but um, you know it, it happened, and you know there was a lot of kick up then. You, know, you mean nowhere near is mostly peaceful, uh, Jamie. Ours were very much peaceful. Again, happened right outside my work, so I kind of got to see it. But um, it's very negative this one because we all sort of understand. You know, we get told you're all in this together, blah blah blah. But then there's, I think it was 3,500 in Sydney, another couple of thousand in uh, Melbourne did the same thing. Go out and protest, and last year we saw this happen in Melbourne, and then it ballooned out to make it so much worse luckily they kept it down there we didn't have to worry about it but i mean it's just it's just looked upon as you guys in one act of stupidity has just cost the rest of us like another month probably over lockdown but i think we all understand why they're doing it we just know that it probably wasn't the best way to go about it i don't know what the best way is but yeah, I think we the majority of us feel the exact same way. But when we play, when we listen to like psychos like Dr. Carrie Chant and things, you know that they're that they're dividing you. You know, she wants you yeah. to be divided. She wants you to pressure other people to stay the hell indoors for them. So these uh, yeah. these bureaucrats are more than happy to pit Australian against Australian as long as it you know keeps you inside. Yeah, I, I knew she was a horrible person when I think it was about a month ago when it just started building up. She said, um. Don't go and see your families. Like, don't don't risk it to your families by going to see them. And I'm like, it's just easy for someone like her to say who, you know, probably lives in the, their family, could live with her or they're very close. You know, a lot of us have family that live, you know, in the outback up north. Like, we, we live in the city, but we live in country towns when we have our days off. So I knew she was a horrible person when she says, oh, yeah, just don't go see your family. It's not that hard. We all have to sacrifice, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, well... It's so easy to say, but you know it's incredibly hard to do. And now, you know, this is a this was a month ago. I thought, all right, two weeks, I can do this. You know, five weeks in now, and I don't see an end in sight. We talked about it today when I was talking to 
uh, the missus. And uh, it's just one of those things that I just got to deal with, try and get through it. And uh, luckily I'm working still. So mm. that keeps me going. I get to focus on doing that, but uh, it's definitely getting harder. And like you said, they are, I think everyone is starting to see that this isn't a, we're all in this together thing. This is a not so much a keep control for as long as we can, but the ball is in their court now and the protest yesterday just threw it even further down their end. They've definitely got it in control because when it gets worse and they extend it, they're just going to go, well, you know, this lockdown is the reason why we had to extend it. Uh, this protest is the reason why we had to extend the lockdown when in reality, we all know that the cases were going up, the people in the community infected were still mm-hmm. high and it probably mm-hmm. wasn't going to drop anytime soon. So it's just an yeah. excuse well, for them. And you're not the health minister. You work in the trains, you know. Yep. She is. <laughs> And it's yep. her people who dropped the ball. It's her. She. It's her group in government, the, in the health corners, that have dropped the ball here. And the reason why the country's not vaccinated. Australia is a, a very much a a first world, uh, you know, sophisticated country. And the, the fact that you guys aren't at the fifty percent or forty eight percent vaccination rate, I don't. You know, they essentially they missed. You're a soccer guy, so their goalie saw the ball go by, <laughs> and right through his legs or whatever, and. Yep. Now they're trying to find a reason, you know, something else to do to show that they're still trying. And so now the rest of you guys have to suffer. You know, lockdowns yep. aren't a solution. They're what you do in when there is no solution, when you've missed yeah. the solution. When you don't have mm-hmm. a plan. Right. Like, it's not a civilization. Sitting inside, not seeing your four-year-old for months or a year is not a civilization. That That's, uh, you know, people hiding in bomb shelters, you know? <laughs> Now, in terms of like you say, they're saying like you're all, we're all in it together, right? But what you also say like the people who are at the protests are, you know, some of them are out of work and all this stuff. And I know like other countries other than the U.S. have more of like a social safety net. But what is the government doing things to like help people or take care of people who are out of work or struggling right now during all this, or you know, to have access to medical care, mental health care? This this is hard on people, I'm sure. Yeah, we have um we have the welfare there is um different scales. Like if you've lost I think between one and nineteen hours of work a week you get a certain amount of money, then anything more than that you get extra. Um there's business like payouts to small businesses to try and keep them going, but obviously it's it's nowhere near enough to keep them going and that's it's like when it was nowhere near as bad as this, like last year, we had mm-hmm. so much more money to gone towards welfare. But I think that was because they figured if we do it now, we get through it now, we won't have to worry about it in the future. But the future's come. We haven't dealt with it yet again, and they can't afford to give what they were giving in the past because I think it's something they said it was like $300 million a day goes to these people that have lost hours and work. So my roommate's one of them. He's not working at the moment. Luckily, mm-hmm. his company is still paying him, so they don't have to worry about the uh, the government handout, but eventually that, that can't go on forever. Like this company can't keep paying him when they're not getting any money coming in, so the government will have to, you know, yeah. subsidize that, which is it's just going to grow the amount of money they have to spend every day. So, but it's all on them. But at the end of the day, we're the ones who have to pay for it. Like surely in the future, there's going to be tax rises or other things that come into play that, mm-hmm. you know, have we have to try and claw the deficit. So the people that made these horrible decisions now, when they're kicked out in two or four years time, they're not going to have to worry about it. It's going to be us that still have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. I think it would be easier to believe we're all in it together. If the politicians who come up with the lockdowns had to give up their salary during the lockdown yeah. period. Would be nice. Would so be could nice. you, could you go out for a jog right now for five miles like down the street and back or would somebody yeah. hassle you? That We're allowed to go out for five reasons. So 
Um, <laughs> exercise up to an hour a day. Up to uh, one hour. <laughs> yeah, essential shopping, like going to the shops to get groceries and stuff like that, and toilet paper seems to be the hot option. Uh, medical care, attending a family member, um, like in regards to a health matter, like looking after them. I can't remember what the fifth one is, but it's really kind of irrelevant. Like, And it's funny because they, they push social distancing, but when I go down to the beach for my walk down in Cronulla, everyone is together because the path is so small, but we're all allowed out there. So, right. And you don't have to wear your mask when you're exercising because, you know, breathing problems, but we're all put together on this path that's two meters wide, all going in the one direction, changing ends, but no one social distances because, hey, we don't, we don't, have, to, we don't have to, we're exercising. So it <laughs> just doesn't seem thought through. Like, yeah, no, that's all. the same thing. And I assume that it was the same thing last year with the Black Lives Matter stuff that I don't know about over there, but over here, all of our politicians here were all for it. They were like, absolutely, get out there, enjoy it. It's a racism, it's a public health uh, crisis. Get out there. And we we're like, wait a second. I thought where everybody's going <laughs> to die. If everybody's going to die, then that's not good for black lives if we're having them spread this virus to each other. Did you have the same thing, or were they condemning those marches last year? No, they condemned them. Like, that's where I got, you got to applaud them that last yeah. year they were dead against them and they mm. were trying to stop them. And, you know, yesterday they were, again, dead against them, trying to stop them. The difference was. The BLM guys, they did social distance. They wore masks. Uh, the guys yesterday just didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, no they just like, didn't care. <laughs> man, what a time. What a mm-hmm. time. So I want to just let people know. Do you, were you on with Cullinane? Because you were uh, on. The, what? Cause, no, no, cause, something got tweeted from the. Yeah, no, you tweeted something. That we, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we do a little Aussie Minifan show. Me and a couple oh, yeah, of boys yeah. who like so, the Kirk Minahan show here. So listen to this, Alice. This is like this is how the world works now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie discovered the Minahan show because he used to listen to ESPN, the network sh- show, mm-hmm. and they'd talk about getting harassed by Kirk and I assume <laughs> Minifans at that point. And so that you know made Jamie curious. So then he started listening to EEI in the mornings and then was sucked in. It's, Yep, it's it's so interesting how that that works now, man. Wouldn't it be nice to have those guys uh, to have that show to keep you company now? Wouldn't it? <sighs> They'd be Jerry and Kirk together would be amazing. It'd be so good, and then Tomasi coming in and just being that liberal douchebag. Uh, yeah, it would it was, be nice. It was a great, yeah, it was a, really it was a great show. But you got Jerry four days a week and Kirk three yep. at this point. I wish Kirk were you guys five pretty much. Yes, they, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Us five, um, and. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, thank, thankfully, this has been for me, and I don't know you, like without listening to podcasts for the last year, uh, it would have been, I would have been freaking dead. <laughs> There's no doubt. Yep. Yeah, we yeah, joke that I mean, our show is therapy for us to do it. Yeah, I mean, radio over here is very much the same. Like you got your right wing stuff that's just dead on with everything that the government's doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your crappy, terrible music stations. But yeah, podcasts is where it's at. Like if I didn't have, you know, Kirk, you guys, Jerry, couple of the ones that are in the Miniverse, a couple of ones over here, sport-related, that I like. Uh, it'll be rough. Like, it, at least it's an escape. Even though, you know, I hear you guys and Jerry talk exactly about what we're going through yeah. over here, over there. It's still, hey, at least it's happening to someone else, except you guys have plenty of vaccines and a, a lot of people are getting vaccinated. We don't have the vaccines, but we want to. Well, it's so. not going to stop them from locking us down here again, unfortunately. Yeah. I think yeah. they're working yeah. on it. So. We're going to have our five excuses for going outside in no time, I assume. <laughs> We'll see how that Seems works. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do when you see your son? What do you guys want to gonna do when you finally get to hang out again? Uh, he keeps telling me we have this little Lego McLaren car that he he bought the day I came back to work. 
And he said, next time daddy come, it was like my missus way of giving him a gift so that he wasn't too sad. Right. And next time I got up there, we were supposed to build it together. So it's been five weeks now. It's still sitting in the car. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I get back up there, we'll be doing that. Oh, good. Good for you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, so go play some soccer. Jamie, by the way, it's God knows what time. Is it 11, 11 p.m. there or something for us? It's uh, 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> 11.30. We've I'm talked- a night shift guy. So. <laughs> it's 9.30 for us a.m. and it's 11.30. It's almost the next day for you. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all set. I, I was going to say just thank you so much, man. We really thank appreciate you. it. Nice. Uh, we feel for you guys. It, it is follow Jamie B. at just Jamie B. 90. Um, and the once again, plug the, the uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, our podcast is the Circle in Rectangle Show. It's about Australian soccer and international soccer. So we're talking a bit about the Olympics on our next show, which will drop at some stage next week after the group stages. So unless you like soccer, it's probably not for you. But hey, give us a fake Apple review. Tell us how much you love it, even if you don't listen. <laughs> absolutely. Nice. Five stars. And if then- you trash the women's American soccer team, Tom will absolutely listen. And oh, Jerry it. will love it. <laughs> I didn't pick them to win. That's for sure. Good, so good. I thought they were going to struggle this time. So We're hoping they struggle. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> What is um? What's the Minahan uh, Minifan show you do? Uh, the Aussie Minifan show. It's on um, the Kirk Minahan Network, I think. There's two it, of them. The one that the fans are on. That's the one we're on. So. Is that is Menners on that one? Yes, that's Menners. It is okay. Me, Menners, and another dude. So <laughs> it's a long story, Alice. I'll give you the story of Menners yeah. later. <laughs> hey, Jamie, we really appreciate it. Take care, man, and best to you no and worries. your family. Thanks, guys. You too. Thank you once again, Jamie B. from Down Under. I didn't use my Australian accent. I felt that um, I didn't want him to take a boat here to punch me, as <laughs> if I was Tucker Carlson. And He's probably not even allowed to take a boat here Oh, that's right. You. He can't leave. He's in jail. He's in jail. He's in jail, Australia. Isn't that interesting how that happens? The penal colony is, once again, a penal colony. Great guy. You know what? It's so interesting. He's a great guy in great spirits. But can you imagine, this is your reality. If you're there right now, this is your reality. Good evening. Within hours, Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no-regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Great... I'm uh, not meaning to sound insensitive, but is three a lot? No. In the in the new pandemic reality, I don't think it is. To Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. Why? And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield, yeah. and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. You can't do that to a population and expect them to be okay in the head after a while. No. You can't do that. What you've done, because you failed, and we talked about this with Jamie, you failed on your end now is Mm -hmm. you're having everybody just get in bunkers and hopefully, hopefully it won't pick too many of us off. Meanwhile... You've been full of restrictions, but not full of vaccines. That's remarkable to me. Yeah, you have to do the vaccines. I mean, the lockdowns and the masks and whatever can only do so much, and they suck. So you have to either make vaccines available to whoever wants them. It's like the Ron DeSantis philosophy, available to all, mandated for none. And then you have to go about your business and let the chips fall, because that's just how things are, you know? 
And if they want to develop extra booster shots and somebody out there wants to take them, go for it. Take 100 shots for all I care. I don't care what you do, but you can't come after everybody else and make them do something. Right. In stateside now, we're looking at these as well, and we've now recalibrated way, way, way down to a different level, and we're looking and saying, oh, my goodness, there's a spike here, spike here, spike there, spike here. And unbelievably, people are saying exactly what we feared they would say. No, we absolutely have to lock down. Got to do masks, stuff. In in Connecticut, Ned Lamont and Baker's doing the same, I think. He's saying, Mm -hmm. we're going to wait for CDC guidance on masks. What are you doing? What are you doing? I can't, if I were any parent, man, if you could do it, take a kid out of public schools. Haven't you seen what the school, what the teachers, unions think of you? You know, what their priorities are? This is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, I mean, the mask stuff, to even bring, you know that if, if Sally was back in that softball league, they would have all those kids right back in masks right now. Oh, yeah. They'd be so excited to get back oh, yeah. in masks. They're, like, salivating right. at the thought of making a bunch of little kids right. put and, masks back on. And when I say, on. why are we doing this, they look at me and say, we're doing it for them. I mean, you try to be considerate of the other side and the, and the kids. What? what are we doing? What make-believe game is this horse bleep? Anyway, it's crazy, but you're not getting guidance from the top. We're getting BS from the top. Jen Psaki is telling us that the kids are, are in are in peril of being sick if we don't have masking mm-hmm. on. This is craziness. Remember, and like I said, like we said, remember, she decides what gets to Facebook and what doesn't. She decides what's true and what isn't. And to her, truth is to her that your kid has to wear a mask or he's going to suffer when you, you know that the kids will suffer if they have masks on. This is, it's fine. We've already, I don't want to have the same thing because we're going to move along here. But these people have no credibility for a reason. With Fauci today and once again saying that, and I don't even care. So who cares? He liked, he liked, uh, um, he liked uh, this kind of research. What was it called? The, the research? Gain involved? of function. He liked gain of function research. Okay. He liked to make that stuff. He liked his friends. The cool crowd was into that. Okay. I don't even care about that stuff. I want him to shut the hell up and go away. I want these experts to shut the hell up and go away. I want uh, elected officials to start doing their jobs which means opening the hell up and getting out of the way. It's no longer a situation here where we should be taking a defensive posture. No, Mm -hmm. we need to rebound from what you put us through last year. Mm-hmm. Dan uh, in Belverka says on in the Facebook comments, he says, anecdotally, I saw a lot more masks in stores in the Merrimack Valley this weekend. I'm fine with adults wearing them if they want to, but a lot of kids too. Yeah, I was in Newburyport and I saw a whole bunch. A whole lot of people are back in masks because yeah, they're it, nervous. Remarkable. Walking outside. What the? First of all, it's remarkable to me that we, that we were this close to being broken emotionally, mentally, that so many people were. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. That's all it took. It took a pandemic to break your mind between that and Trump. That was it. And now you're unrecognizable as people. Unrecognizable. You know, I have close friends of mine. When I wrote in a t- type pad, type pad, a uh, substack, substack, that uh, one person had been killed at the Capitol during the attack, which is true. Mm-hmm. I had people say, "I can't believe you're doing that. How you've changed? I haven't changed. <laughs> I could make more die for you, but I'd have to go back in time and kill more. A lot more I'm people sorry. died at Black Lives Matter protests. Actually, right. this is. I mean, people are now have lost their bleeping minds. And 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 it's being nurtured. This kind of uh, distorted reality is being nurtured and cultivated 
by certainly by the media, half of whom are psychos themselves, and the other half who just think politically this will, you know, this will put, turn the screws on the, the the opposition. But even listen to this. This is Jen Psaki. Remember. There's some breakthrough cases of the coronavirus in the White House. Remember, it was so important. We needed oh, yeah. to know because Trump had a, a confirmation party for Amy Coney Barrett that everybody got the coronavirus, and we need to know who was next to who and what, who was next to who mm-hmm. and who was next to who. It was so important that we needed to know that bastard Trump, that he did all that stuff and all those people get sick. We needed to know every single movement from everybody. They asked the same thing of Jen Psaki. This is her answer. One, this administration has long claimed that you're trying to get most transparent history. If that's the case, why won't you just release the number of breakthrough cases that you've had of vaccinated staffers? Well, I think first we're in a very different place than we were six to seven months ago as it relates to the virus. Uh, and as many medical experts have said, inside and outside of the government, uh, those who are vaccinated are protected from serious illness. Most are asymptomatic if they are are individuals who are vaccinated who get the virus. Uh, And, uh, you know, we are in a different place uh, in terms of the impact of individuals who may have, as you said, breakthrough cases. Why not just provide the number? Are you trying to hide something? No, but what is the, why do you need to have that information? What? Case of transparency, the interest of public, having a better understanding of how breakthrough cases work here. Why do you need to have that information? Who's asking? Why? Why are you asking questions like that? That is remarkable that you had this transparent administration say, why do you need that information? I can't imagine... I mean, I don't think in my lifetime I've ever heard any other press secretary for any other president say something like that. No. It, 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 they it, went on and on about how Trump is so unprecedented. Trump this, Trump that. Trump did this unprecedented thing. That is the most unprecedented thing to happen in the White House in my lifetime, is a press secretary to say, why do you need to know, to a reporter. Right. They're allowed to ask questions. That's why they're there. That's the point of them. Exactly. Exactly. They're not just there to eat cookies and put out your press releases, Jen. Exactly. And she works at the pleasure of the president who works at the pleasure of the... People? Exactly. Right. And so how this is turned upside down, but they're taking it. In the press, they're taking it. No, we work for them now. That should be right there. All these same people who said, John Spicer's hiding in the bushes. John Spicer's hiding in the bushes. Should have sounded the freaking alarm on Twitter and said, we've got a problematic statement right now. A problematic statement. Mm -hmm. That should have been everywhere. Why do you need to know? Wait, you don't get to ask me (laughs) why I need to know. You know what that is? That's classic intimidation, too. You know, there was a time when Hillary Clinton, in 2015, she had a big fundraiser. um, And this is how they work. Mm -hmm. She had a big fundraiser planned in Massachusetts, and they canceled the last second. I had gotten word from somebody that attendance was low. Nobody bought tickets or nobody, whatever, had mm-hmm. RSVP'd for this thing. So I started asking questions right to Stephanie, her her big, her heavy mm-hmm. or at the time. And I said, it's interesting how this works. I said, I sent her an email and said, hey, by the way, I'm from the Herald. This Hillary bailed out of this thing. What's going on? Uh, what are the reasons why we're trying to talk to the people who run the place right now? I got a phone call from somebody else in another part of the country saying, Hey, Tom, how you doing? I understand you had a question about the Hillary Clinton, the, the rally here. And I said, uh, yeah. He said, oh, so um, um, what are you thinking? Why are you, why are you asking about that in particular? And so they're looking to try to get crumbs as to what I'm thinking so that they can mm-hmm. go go do, go get on offense, get ahead of it, you know? And, you know, and then I had him say, then somebody else reached out to me as well. And they wanted to make sure, like, what, what exactly are you asking for? I mean, what is your intention about this? Is there something that you're thinking? They want to, that's what Saki's saying. Why do you want to know? 
Why? What are you working on in that newsroom of yours? What do you guys think? You got a feature? Are you working on some feature about how we're not transparent? Why do you keep asking this question? This is not the deal here where you guys get to ask all these questions of us so you can write big hit pieces on us, which would be just pieces on them. So, no, no, no. Why do you need to know? You know, no, I wouldn't you be surprised. You go through if, us. I wouldn't be surprised if an underling took her aside afterwards and said, "Why, why are you asking those questions? Hasn't Jen been good to you? Haven't we been? We give you access. Mm-hmm. We text you guys. You know, we give you. Uh, we take selfies with you. We bake for you, like you said. Mm-hmm. They do too, because of COVID. There's like only certain reporters are allowed in, and like some of them are only on a rotating schedule, so they don't get as much opportunity. I mean, like. The Biden administration is seriously like one of the worst for the media and transparency towards the media. And it's incredible that there's not more outrage about it because, well, like, obviously, if it were Trump, they would be freaking out. But like, it's just incredible. I mean, I think I saw a tweet this weekend that said, like, democracy dies in darkness was actually a pledge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nice. So, but yeah, it's seriously like you just want like what's wrong with these media organizations but of course like you know this too the media is now so just weak and pathetic anyway that they're not they're barely doing any journalism anymore right most of them are very unimpressive people including Mm -hmm. the people in the scene and control most of these people now um now uh, speaking of that i guess we'll get to stelter really quick um because he talked about the media is pushing this stuff he is excited. He's letting you know where the next battle is, and you better get ready. I think, frankly, this was the week that vaccinated America started to get really fed up. And that's why we're seeing more talk about mandates and more questions about the vaccine resistance in the country. I think that, unfortunately, this divide is growing a lot more strong with every passing week. Yeah, so there you go. So the battleground is set. It's the vaccinated people versus the unvaccinated people. And you know what? I'm all for him, says Stelter. He's absolutely, he's absolutely all in. You know, you must be treated as less than if you're unvaccinated as a potential killer, if not an actual killer. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. go and we we're behind you, says CNN. You want to go f with Tucker Carlson in a store? We will make you a hero, like that guy Daniel, whatever yeah. did. If you want to screw with uh, somebody in the streets, no problem at all. As long as it's for the right reasons, we are absolutely behind you. This is, this ain't good inciting out of a media organization uh, you're not gonna you're gonna allow people to post stuff uh, on your uh, platform that we don't want you to post we're gonna call you killers Mm -hmm. says the administration of facebook classic intimidation classic and dangerous stuff right yeah it's clearly designed to make everybody from um you know hold on you can talk to him for a second I, i can you can talk to him for a second this is to have it come out of the White House the way it did, as a matter of fact, is not so. And it's also coordinated. And these message, this messaging, when it's uh, when it's uh, um, Biden saying um, they're all killers, and then mm-hmm. and then Saki saying we were flagging Facebook, and if you get banned from Facebook, we want you, we want you banned from everything else. That is incredible that that happened last week, and that this media just oh anything going on? No, oh, nothing really. Really. It's incredible. It's mm-hmm. incredible. But they're just like they're if if there's if there's nothing if there's no utility in an angle, mm-hmm. which means it goes against conservatives and Donald Trump and those kind of people, then they're not interested. They're not interested. There's a a 
a fire machine gun firefight out of the uh, outside of a Nationals game, and they move right along. Unless that's gun violence, in which case that's fine. That's fine. It's not that it's violence violence. It's not that we defunded the police. That's just because it becomes gun violence. You know, we have um, there's uh, another people in a nice area in D.C. are eating and are dining, and then somebody else gets in a gunfight over there. And that's no longer violence because the police are gone. That's not just gun violence, and we'll only use that. That's the only angle we have. And that one, they're a little more serious because that's their place. But I do want to get to, before we go to the Patreon-only part, I do want to talk for a moment. We talked about the Democrats, the Texas Democrats in D.C. Um, And these guys, I think, probably are probably the most wretched, disgraceful. I'm um, clowns that we've seen in politics probably in 30, 50 years. These Democrats in D.C., fine. They leave Texas. They run away. They take selfies of themselves on the the, uh, private planes flying to D.C. from Texas because they don't want to be there and let the Republicans vote on voting bills that are perfectly reasonable and very much like the bills that that were um, active two years ago. So Democrats fly to D.C. They take all the selfies. They're on the plane private planes, which shows you how bright they are, with, uh, you know, Miller Lite, Casey Miller Lite, etc. And they get there, and they pretend that they're uh, received as conquering heroes, they pretend that they're seen as celebrities, they get there, they sing Amazing Grace. Uh, uh, during, we will overcome. Oh, we will overcome, <laughs> I'm sorry, at a, uh, at a, essentially, a press briefing by Democrats on Capitol Hill. They don't sing it well. They then start talking about all the sacrifices they're making for democracy because they can't have Jim Crow happening. And these morons are, of course, just, they're delusional. That's fine. They're delusional. And, and, and all that, and they start talking about how, how they're having to do laundry and this and as if anybody ever made them leave. They abandoned <laughs> their posts, called themselves heroes while doing it, and immediately started complaining about how tough things were. It's really incredible, the, the whole, and like the media's going along with it. They're writing these puff pieces about like, can you believe they had to miss their wedding in the Capitol? Because, no, they didn't have to miss their wedding in the Capitol. Right. They could have just gone and voted on the bill and taken the L like normal people do. Everybody votes on bills all the time. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's how it goes. You don't get to be sore losers and just run away for months to try and avoid Or if you're going to run away. If you're going to be a coward and leave, then hang your head in shame at least. Don't pretend that you're hero that you're civil rights era heroes. No, it, please. So now this is how low they've gotten. This is a time where I, if it were me, I would think maybe I should uh, You know what I shouldn't say it. <laughs> okay. Democrats now, the Dallas Democrats now are begging the the public for help. For reinforcements, for supplies, because their poor, decamped delegation in D.C. is barely managing to survive. They're all staying in hotel rooms, but somehow they can't handle the accommodations in D.C. And somehow, I don't know what it is there, they're barely alive is what I'm getting. This is still search and rescue, but it could be search and recover very soon, I think. Listen to this. Democrats in D.C. tweet out, Blue Heart. Our Dems in D.C. said they'd... This is Democrats in Dallas about the Dems in D.C. Our Dems in D.C. said they'd appreciate care packages from home. My my (laughs) six-year-old niece? Before 5 p.m. Tuesday, we're collecting Dr. Pepper, 
salsa, hard candy, hairspray, travel toiletries, hand sanitizers, sewing kits, first aid, and or money to pay shipping. <laughs> Thank you. And it tells you where to do it, where to meet in office, and <laughs> where to meet in Dallas to do it. Okay, among other things, whoever was in charge of ordering the list, <laughs> it scares the hell out of me that there's somebody who's a paid, breathing, sentient human being who made this decision to list Dr. Pepper first, <laughs> salsa second, hard candy third. This is remarkable. Not to mention hairspray, travel toiletries, hand sanitizer. Any of these sewing kits? What exactly are you doing there? Are you going to sew a big help me flag and wave it out the hotel window? I'm pretty sure DC has tailors. A lot of people wear suits there, I think. I would think that they probably do have tailors. I would think that they also have Dr. Pepper and salsa and heart. Dr. Pepper. I'm sorry, Alice. I happen to be a. Where is DC? Because apparently it's not it's where totally I thought it was. DC and Sydney, Australia are the two most reclusive places in the world. Can't get any of this stuff there. Maybe the duty free shop at the airport. That's it. But I'm. Alice, I am a fat. Can we agree on that? A little bit, yeah. Okay, I'm a fat. Let me tell you. Looking at the. The passenger uh, manifest on that plane. <laughs> there are some big folks in that plane. I am telling you, as a fat, representing the fat, don't request <laughs> Dr. Pepper in hard candy. Okay? I can imagine how that the engines on that plane were struggling under the weight at, coming to D.C. If they gain any more weight going to D.C., they're going to need a C5A or something. So don't do it. Don't do it. This is, but this is so pathetic. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. That's like it's much like the chop thing. The people in Chaz. Okay, we're moving, and this is ours now. We need food and water. <laughs> okay, tough guys, you need food and water. Um, yeah. So we're we're about to wrap the main show now, and then we'll um, head to the extra Patreon exclusive part. All right. So all right. So the main show uh winding folks, down. Absolutely. Thank you so much everybody. Um you can as always find us on Twitter and Facebook. We are at Burn Barrel Pod or Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can also shoot us an email. That's uh Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com or burnbarrelpodcast.com is there too. Uh, you might have noticed we're talking to some viewers watching live. You can sign up to do that on Patreon. Um patreon.com slash burnbarrel. If you're into that, we're also on locals as well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.